need like and don't need actors either because they all have massive heads. Yeah. Only like Brad Pitt has a massive head. They always have massive heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is really a thing. No, they all have big heads. Which so they. Sorry, look... what? <laughs> this is legit. So, yes. Why have we decided to do this? I have no idea. <laughs> if life wasn't complicated enough. I feel like we've just copied everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're definitely not the first to do this, are we? <laughs> well, it seemed like people should hear our Zoom Teams recordings and our genius. Sure. I, I, that's what I believe. This is like the unfiltered behind the scenes. <laughs> this is where the magic happens, kind of... Uh, Backstage pass, I guess. It's the uh, 30-something, I'm having a bit of a crisis, <laughs> slash, am I doing okay, slash, do I eat, sleep, drink enough? <laughs> Did we need a podcast to, 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 to determine all of this? I don't know. I'm generally happy as long as my invoices are paid. So. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, so there you go. We don't really know where we're going to go with this podcast. but No idea. Because we're in that weird half space where young people think we're old and old people think we're young <laughs> and we don't really know what we're doing, we don't know what we are what we are in the middle um, <laughs> i think we've had a, we've had enough life between us to give a bit of perspective on a few things yeah um, have a laugh with it and try and make things a bit bit more light-hearted yeah definitely i mean we'll we'll soon find out i guess yeah well let's, let's soon find out if people are interested in what we've got to say I think people are a little bit too serious in the business world at the minute, trying to curate an image of themselves. Um, really? What gave you that impression? I don't know. I think it's, it's the I think it's the fact that I do personal branding and you do branding. Right. People are trying to curate an image rather than just tell the story, which is actually representative of them and their business or you yeah. know whatever they're doing. I love that it's I love that it's two people in branding that have latched onto the fact that we're all trying to curate images and yet that's exactly what we get paid to do. But, yeah. So that's why we're called existentially inclined probably. Because we're having a crisis about what we do as well. <laughs> we're, we're, we're part of the problem. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, people are trying to curate an image of themselves which personally I think you should just amplify what you actually are rather than curate something that you think other people want to hear. Sure. Your life is not a museum as they say. Nobody says that. Do they? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've always had a thing about um, younger people with less experience are trying to curate an image of what people they want to be perceived as. Sure. Whereas older people, more experienced people, generally are pretty crap about talking about positive things they've done. Yeah. Because they don't give themselves any credit for it. They just go, yeah. well, that happened. And we're hopelessly British. There is that on top. So we never celebrate anything anyway. Yeah. Everything's shit. And everything's <laughs> Are we swearing on this podcast? Is that what we're doing? That, I mean, we make the rules, I guess. I don't know. Sponsors are going to pull out, aren't they? <laughs> All those sponsors that are lined up currently. I mean, we've literally had to bar the door. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to try and keep it light-hearted, talk about different sure. topics that we think are important. Where, sh- where should we start with on let's pick a topic and uh, rattle through it? Go on, then. That's a that's a that's a that's a big topic at the minute because people are telling you that you're not allowed to work more than thirty five hours a week. Not allowed. Yeah, because it's you know it's detrimental to your mental health. Okay. If you work, is that like more. a scientifically proven fact? <sighs> apparently, but also on the flip side, apparently you're not supposed to work eighty hours. So right, what are you right. supposed to do? Right. I don't forget that four day week that everybody thinks they've invented. Yeah, well, let's run, run through your four-day week, because you've been running that for the last few years. I mean, yes and no, Scott. I mean... 
I think it's a four-day week for your team. It's a six-day week for Ryan. Right, right. I think, yeah, I mean, so we start a four-day week. Oh, God. I mean, somebody's going to get the LinkedIn receipts out. I remember writing a post about a four-day week and it going going mental because everybody had an opinion about it. And was that last year or was it the year before? I know you look very, very closely at my LinkedIn profile, Scott, so you'll be able to tell me. Probably last year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've been running it a little bit before that. And basically what we try to do is we say, okay, well, we still do the same number of hours, but we do it in fewer days. That's the idea, right? So it's still 35 hours a week, but it's over four days instead of five and we take friday off the team decided that friday was the day they wanted to take so yeah so we do monday to thursday and then friday to sunday is whatever you want to do extended weekend and the idea behind that was that in the way that things are set up at the minute on a saturday you end up doing all the stuff you've not been able to do in the week right so you're doing your admin your cleaning you're going shopping you're doing whatever and then on and then by the time you finish that you're on to sunday and by sunday you're already thinking about going back to work so actually the amount of time you have off to yourself is limited right <laughs> like because there's just no time to do it so we said okay well let's do friday to sunday and then at least you could get all your admin done on friday you can think about coming back to work on sunday and at least saturday will actually be a day where you stop that's the thinking behind it makes a lot of sense doesn't it i think that uh, five day work week is like just something that's programmed into you that you just have to do it right uh, but like um, how, how I run my business is the work takes as long as the work takes and once the work's done you're done yeah like so, which is why you end up working 100 hours a week right yeah true <laughs> great mantra Scott yeah thank you. but it's uh, you know the thing about productivity whereas if you give yourself five hours to do a task you'll do it in five hours whereas if you gave yourself two hours to do a task you'll probably get it done in two because you mm. you sort of fill that space don't you yeah i mean you just feel like you fill any space that you've got right so i think this like work-life balance goes into like flexible working work from home being hybrid all that sort of stuff yeah what do you what do you think about that because it's like last two three years everything's changed people still don't really know what they're doing at the moment most people are hybrid because they don't know what they want to do yeah uh how, how have you found because you, you've been in the office last year and traveling yeah. a lot how, how, how have you found it yeah i mean it's been it's been interesting because like you say i've been doing a lot of traveling so we've got chester in the uk and berlin in germany so kind of working in an office becomes pretty difficult or working in one place becomes difficult anyway and I think the thing is as well actually like you know we we try and say well you know you work some at home and some at the office I think in 2023 we've got to the point where everybody's got an office in their home anyway right like it's just an extension of your workplace at this point and so actually I don't think those two things are separate things anymore anyway I don't know how you feel about it I like going into the office if I'm seeing someone yeah uh but that's a, it could be an office or a coffee shop or a bar or, a, you know, wherever you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just a place to meet people. Sure. I do go a bit mad, sat at home on my own for one stir or two crazy. Days. You go stir crazy, yeah. Sure. It's also really good to be productive and not just sit and chat to people generally. Do you not find that you just, like, end up putting loose women on or something, though? <laughs> I don't think I'm the right target market. I don't think I am either. I just I couldn't think of anything else. I don't know why loose women came to my mind first. Hear what Lorraine's got to say. Yeah. Bit of Jane McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just end up sitting at home talking to me dog, so... Oh, I bet that's riveting conversation. Yeah, it's a bit one way, if I'm <laughs> The flexible thing, if, if you can work from home, you can finish early, start late, whatever. I think sure. that's a decent thing to do. I think that hybrid is probably right for right for most people to find work-life balance because i do think you know you used to work in uh, canary wharf work in london yeah and that was in a previous job by the way pre- people pre- people are going to think that i'm like this like super <laughs> city slicker <laughs> yeah i'm not <laughs> but you do see the you know the the walking dead in you know seven o'clock in the morning on the tube on the train totally. and you just go why? Well, here's an interesting question. So when was the last time that you came into work, into town, into the, an office, right? When was the last time you did the actual commute that people talk about, the, like the nine to five at that time? I probably do it once a week when yeah. I come in nine to five. But that's just because... And it's soul destroying, right? It also takes longer. 
<laughs> like yeah. it takes longer to drive in, tram in, whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And you just go, why are we all here at the same time? Yeah, why are we all doing this? Right. So you just end up stood on a tram or like, you know, smelling somebody's armpit or you're like in your car with a million other people in cars. And it's like, why are we all doing this at the same time? Why have we not worked out a better way of getting into this place that we all need to get to? It's very strange. Yeah, it's when you, it's when you see people queuing up for a, for an upper crust or whatever, it's an eight quid on a baguette, and you're like, "What are you doing, yeah. you Steve? You haven't eaten." One of my guys calls it the pret tax. <laughs> And it's so true. It's like, what is this guff that we're eating that we have to eat because we're in town? Yeah, but it's like, uh, you know, people sign up for their prep subscriptions because they're like, oh, well, I'm in There's prep subscriptions? What's this? Do you not know about this? No, no. Right, so you pay, I think it's like 30-odd quid a month. Sorry? Yeah, <laughs> hear me out. I don't have it, but you pay about 30 quid a month and you get uh, free hot and cold drinks, as many as you want. What? Oh, right. Okay, so it's like it's like bottomless brunch, but for prep. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want, like, five double espressos, you can just smash them out. Oh, my God. There are people that are abusing the hell out of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're probably making, the, making their money selling their little salads and baguettes back, aren't they? So. Oh, God. Terrible. But it's very representative at the times, isn't it? Like, yeah. Have a subscription for your coffee. Have a subscription for your coffee. I'm glad I'm not a coffee person. I'm just like a, a traditionally British tea drinker. High on life. High on, yeah, exactly. That That's the answer I should have given. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very much following the crowd and working in gaps to try and get your coffee and getting to your desk. And so I had a previous job before where they would lock the office door at like 9.01 so, what from the inside? Yeah, you know, you you, you scan your 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 card to open yeah. the door. It wouldn't let you in. You had to hit a buzzer so your manager would let you in. Oh, give it a rest. So so they would know that you're late. You couldn't just like squirrel in the corner. Oh, please. That's and it. what was the point of that? Just to make everybody feel bad about themselves? Yeah, I think it's like. Oh, group, what a great start to like, the day! It's like group. <laughs> it's group shame if you. Oh my god! If you if you. If you were stuck in traffic, dropping your kid off at school. Oh, my God. I, like, I try to pretend that I'm, like, in charge of my own business, but if I introduce something like that, they're a bit like a full-scale mutiny. <laughs> People just wouldn't come. <laughs> what up. the hell? I can't believe that's real. Did no... Like, surely somebody complained about that. Yeah, they probably got sacked there, didn't they? Oh, my God. No, but it, it, it all comes down to, like, group think, doesn't it? Because it's like... If it's not you being late getting shamed, it's like, oh, look at Ryan. He's oh, late. God. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone gangs up. It's like grading on a bell curve, isn't it? It's that yeah. kind of mentality. Like, there's always going to be somebody that's getting the worst position. Yeah. Oh, God. God, what a great working culture we've got in this country. <laughs> but that's like a... You've, like, manipulated... That example that you've just given there, you've basically manipulated everybody into believing that this is how it should be. Yeah. Like, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. That's horrific. Yeah. It's, well, it's the thing about working late as well as a general theme, right? Is <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Yeah, but... <laughs> in previous jobs where it's like, you finish at 5, 5.30. Yeah. But it's like, whoever leaves latest wins. Yeah. Because well, this like, is the this is the mindset in Japan, isn't it? Right? Yeah. So they have this, like, competition where... They, I mean, it's in every part of Japanese life, but particularly at work, where the last person to leave is seen as, like the person on the pedestal right so they take this so they just stay and stay longer and longer to try and beat each other it's that's where that's come from but it never ends then does it well no eventually you'll be staying that long that you'll never leave and you'll just start again the next day yeah but it it reduces productivity really you don't say like (laughs) i i don't know where this i think it comes from school doesn't it where you know you've got your when when i went to school the same thing where at like eight uh, thirty or whatever tutor was right. Yeah, yeah. All of the other doors in the school locked, uh-huh. so you had to go through one door to get in, and they would like register you in. Sure. Like Scott's late again. Yeah, yeah. And it would sort of shame you. Right. But it was sort of like conditioning you to go into the workplace. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like. Well, it was like, definitely conditioning you in your job. It bloody <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. said what we do do we need to tell people i don't know should we keep it a mystery we could have like people phone in to guess yeah <laughs> what we could offer a prize i mean i've got i've got 
something I can give away, I'm sure. Give away. The perception of what people do is always more interesting than reality. Yeah, this is very true. This is why they say never meet your idols, right? Yeah. Have I just called us idols? That's what I just called us, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't it like um, don't meet actors either because they all have massive heads? Yeah. And you like Brad Pitt has a massive head. They always have massive heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really a thing. No, they all have big heads, which so they. Sorry, look... what? <laughs> this is legit. The actors always have massive heads. Yeah, they're all like, um, what's the um, doll? <laughs> the dolls that um, like trolls dolls? No, they're the ones with the big hair. You know what I mean. I have no idea what you're talking about. You have completely lost me. Actors have big heads. Hang on, we're going to forget the troll thing because I don't understand that at all. Actors have big heads. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, all, like, the big A-list celebs have big heads. Is this, like, how you become an A-list celebrity? I think so. I think it's probably why I'm not. <laughs> I think so, yeah. My beanie falls out in front of your nose. Yeah. Every time you put a hat on, it just falls over your face. <laughs> it's cozy. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm learning so much about you, Scott. So, <laughs> so with, uh, yeah, social media and us losing our attention, why don't we talk a bit about that? Because... Sure. Attention's a fun thing. So a bit of context. Myself and Ryan both have ADHD. Yay! As, in case you didn't realise. <laughs> and uh, we're probably more prone than other people to uh, looking for cheap sources of dopamine. Yes. Um, and, Anything, uh, anytime, anywhere. And uh, social media is the roulette wheel of attention at the moment. I guess that's why we're interested in the topic. I'm a bit more old school. I like YouTube. I'm not a TikTok. Oh, you're a YouTuber. Okay. I, like, I like YouTube and YouTube shorts. I'm not a really a fan of TikTok or, yeah. or like reels or anything like that. Yeah. Just because if you think about the algorithm, it's just going to show you more stuff that you look at and you end up just well, going... Well, YouTube does the same, doesn't it? Of course, but you're getting a longer form version of it. So it oh, right. <laughs> so it makes you feel... Like, so it's longer crap rather than shorter crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your poison, right? And this makes me feel better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but oh, it, but it's, you know, and you think about how curated your feed is. Yeah. It's getting so sophisticated. And it's... Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, they still keep trying to... Every time you buy something, they still show you adverts of the thing you've just bought for six months. So it's not that intelligent, is it? Well, I feel like <laughs> I've just bought a telly. So now you're going to advertise tellies to me for six months. It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Like, it's stupid. Like, why not? Why not? Can you not have an algorithm that works out? I might need a telly stand or maybe a living room to put it in. <laughs> no, we're going to sell you the thing you just bought. I feel it's like not that get, clever. I feel like it gets into your subconscious. Like you're getting ads for bloody wed, uh, engagement rings, right? And I'm like, I haven't been talking about this, but maybe <laughs> hints hints are being dropped from the algorithm. Yeah, maybe. That um, yeah. you know, maybe I need to get me uh, my hand in my pocket. By the way, we're getting married. That's what he's talking about. That's that's exactly where I was going with this. <laughs> it's it's the next uh, what is it? Newlyweds. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what we're talking about social media. How do we what? What do we do? How do you mitigate your attention just being cons- completely consumed by it? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, like what you were saying before. You know, like when you've got a break between programs and you've got like four seconds. It's usually the social media that gets the old attention. But it's like, I don't know. Is it any good for us? Can't imagine it's doing much good. No, no. Do you not feel like your brain's just like melting out your ears while you're doing it? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I went to university, I did really well at school, I did all these things, and for what? So that I could put videos of myself on Instagram. (laughs) That's, That's where society got to. We've had Aristotle, we've had Shakespeare, we've had Plato, we've had Steve Jobs, and now we've got content creators. <laughs> Maybe Aristotle was the content creator of his time. Maybe he was. Maybe that's, yeah. The fact that we just call everything that anybody ever creates content, like, it's such a nonsense word. It's like nice. It means nothing. It's just overarching. Oh, God. I, we, you know, like, the whole of creativity has been boiled down to content. The people literally class themselves as an influencer. Or, or a content, content creator. creator. Sure, yeah, I get it. Like, I've seen it on and, CV. And, and, they, and they sit in different, you know, they are a, like a mumfluencer. Sorry? A mum influencer is a mumfluencer. Oh, Jesus. Like, there's these, all these different acronyms. But people sit as an influencer in whatever space they are. And it's, what are you influencing? I, I don't know. Have you ever bought anything from an influencer? No. No, me neither. I once got asked to, because I've got 
a semi-decently de- semi large following on Instagram, which I used to talk about a lot, but I don't anymore. I used to get people who wanted me to sell T-shirts. I can't think that anybody seeing me wearing a T-shirt was going to go, you know what I'm really going to buy next? That T-shirt. I just don't get it. I think maybe the novelty has worn off from a basic degree. I mean, like, I had a, a fashion brand many years ago, and I could send a T-shirt to someone with... 50, 100,000 followers, yeah. and they go, I'll do a post or type. Sure. Like, and it's like, oh. But did I... anybody buy anything on the back of that? Like, or did you yeah. just spend a load of money on 50,000 t shirts going out to people? <laughs> yes and no is the answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some people did it. I mean, it helps with a bit of hype and a bit of awareness, but back then it wasn't as trackable as it is today. Sure. Yeah, it's a bit of a hit and hope, though, isn't it? I think so. I mean, you've got to, you've got to really know the person that you're sending this stuff to. Yeah. I definitely didn't. I, no. just, I just saw uh, numbers no. and... And given the kind of stuff I got sent, I don't think they understood who I was anyway, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the scary thing now is it goes into, like, wider influence of things which are much more important than sending someone a T-shirt. It's mm. signing up for blockchain stuff and Forex. Oh, yes. and, like, that's pretty terrifying. And Crypto. The pe- and the people that are most evilly influenced are the people that are most vulnerable, right? Right. For all of these schemes, whether yeah. it's like property. But don't worry, Sam Bankman Fried has got you covered. He's going to look after you. He's he's uh, he's uh, definitely a legit guy, isn't he? The De- prison sentence would say not. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think it, social media gives access to people that want to abuse the system and leave their morals and legalities at the door because <laughs> it's that quick win. Yeah. You know, if you if you know how to play around with algorithms and, and grow them, you know. But keep going though, because I need my dopamine fix. Yeah, literally. <laughs> why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, marketing and branding and stuff like that for small businesses? Sure, um, why not? What sort of um, things are clients coming to you at the moment with? Kind of things that people are coming to us at the moment about. We're getting we're getting so much rebranding work, it's unbelievable. So we're getting a lot of established companies now. Still small companies. They've not they've not like grown exponentially, but they're now they've been going for long enough that they need to rethink about what it is that they're doing and they need to reposition and they want a, something fun and new and exciting that's going to allow them to maybe unlock a new market or change something about the audience that they're approaching. So we're getting a lot of that work at the moment, which is really, really exciting. I love that kind of stuff because you're not having to start from scratch, but you've also, and and because it's established, you've got people that know this process already. They know what to expect and you can have a little bit of fun with it. And that's kind of really exciting to us. So we're getting a lot of that at the minute. I don't know about you. What are you getting? Same as that, really. I think people are realising that it's important to actually build relationships. Yeah. And if your brand tells a story, allows you to build the relationship that you actually want, uh-huh. that sounds like a pretty good idea. Sure. Rather than putting a curated image online, which yeah. is maybe not representative, but yeah. it fits the mold of what you think you should be. Yeah. You I know, think we get kind of similar people coming to us. Like a lot of our clients are, so we get a lot of clients that come from what I would say traditionally like dry industries. So engineering, legal, professional services, things that you would never expect, things that you wouldn't immediately say are things that need visual branding, right? But that's the beauty of it because it's people that are coming from those markets and going, the way that we present ourselves is is so dry, like it's beige. I want to do something else. And that's immediately interesting because they can stand out in a completely different way to the rest of their market. So that's that's super cool. Like we, we love doing stuff like that. I always think of it like a line of creativity. So I always think... People come to us and we're branding and marketing people and they go, oh, you're a bit too far out. And it's like, well, we've got to stand out amongst other branding and marketing people. So right. our line is much higher. Yeah, sure. If, you, if you're working with a legal business or a recruitment business or whatever it might be, you know, they've got to be 5 to 10% more interesting than their market, which yeah. is not that hard no. <laughs> to do. No, <laughs> really not. But it's also like 100% out of most of their comfort zones. Yeah, but actually the outputs and what you get out of that is exponentially bigger because they're seeing things in a whole different light and their clients are seeing things in a whole different light. And suddenly it opens up a market to a completely different way of thinking. So it's really transformative and I love that. I think there's a. I think people are latching on to the importance of storytelling now, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that people actually understand that relationships are built emotionally, then logically. Yeah. Like 
you decide that you like the red car and then you ask how much it is. Right. You don't ask how much it is and then tell them that you love the red car. Sure. People decide they want to work with you logically after you've had a case study and you know they've seen you know you're legit and all those sort of things but that's not how the start how it started they bought into a story they bought into a yeah. narrative mm-hmm. and most people are crap storytellers which is interesting really for a species full of social beings right yeah that most of us are not that good at telling stories yeah which is really weird this is this is the thing why personally i love what i do because you just get to ask interesting people questions and go why do you run your business that way? Why have you done this thing? Right. And most people go, well, I don't know, I just did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, there's got to be some kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. story behind it mm-hmm. and try and put that into something which is interesting that other people can buy into Right. to allow people to emotionally engage with it. Mm-hmm. Most people are too nervous, I think, for people to have an opinion about their business or themselves. People just want to be liked inherently by everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's that curse, isn't it, of... The modern world, I think, which is, you know, looping it back around to the whole social media thing. It's just people trying to be liked by as many people as they want, as they can be, right? Which is why we put so much onus on following counts and all the rest of it. All right, how many likes you get on a post? Oh, yeah, people like me. They really like me. And we've kind of forgotten that actually good branding, good marketing is about not pleasing everybody because you can't. Right, <laughs> and your message is never going to be good if you generalise into everybody, is it? It's also to say, like, do you care about what everyone thinks about you, or do you care about what your clients and the everybody's five everybody. five percent everybody of people that are going to work definitely with you? everybody all those people I'm never going to meet I really care about their opinion. Yeah, I do. <laughs> tell me, I'm, tell me I'm pretty. Yeah, please, please, I've never met you. I don't know who you are. Please tell me I'm good. I heard, I can't remember the quote was from, but. So in your 20s, I suppose it's probably 20s and 30s, teens, whatever, you think everyone thinks something about you. Right. In your 30s, maybe 40s, people realise that not as many people actually thought about them as they thought. Uh And then your 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, people realise that no one actually thought about them and that they didn't really care. Yeah. So they spent so much, you know, you think... So what you're saying is we spend too much time giving a shit what other people think. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's also, it comes down to now where people... <laughs> we it, say as two people at the head of agencies that spend a lot of time making people care about how people think about them. <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, but we, what, we, what we do is we're actually showing people for what they are and telling the right, right story rather than trying to curate something. Yeah. I think... Um, appeal to everyone, appeal to nobody. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you look at everything, it impacts all areas of people's lives. You know, people will date who they date because it looks good on Instagram. And they go, oh... Seriously? You you only have to look at reality TV shows and all of that stuff at the moment to see that people want to be perceived in a certain way by... By people they've never met before. Yeah, exactly. And it affects everything. You know, people will go on holiday to certain places. They will buy certain So that they can put it on Instagram. And it's become like social currency. But currency to who? What are they buying with it? Nothing. So it's just this big status game. It used to, it used to be, oh, Steve around the corner's got a new car. Mm-hmm. And that was as small as your circle got. Yeah. Or, you know, the, and everybody would do the, like, curtain whispering where they'd be like, have you seen him down the road? Who does he think he is? Yeah. <laughs> but now you times that by anyone ever. Yeah. In you know, the scale is infinitely huge. But people seem to have an opinion about what everyone else is doing so much more than they ever should. If you're doing well, bad, whatever, it doesn't impact me. I don't care. Yeah. Like, what is it? Uh, there's different tiers of people. So there's the the lowest form of intelligence is... The talk- highest form of wit. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's like people... There's people that talk about other people. There's people that talk about ideas and concepts and mm-hmm. stuff that are happening. People that talk about ideas and concepts and possibilities, mm-hmm. which is like the highest level. Right. But most people just... You know, scroll Twitter, read gossip, gossip about other people. But it's just like it doesn't benefit you in any way, is it? No, but a good gossip's always good, Scott. Yeah, I mean, if you, have a, <laughs> if, you if you get the custard creams out and you have a brick, like especially the best gossips are with my mother. She's always got somebody she's uh, she's uh, been talking about or talking to about somebody else. I love it. You never guess what happens to Karen. Honestly, it's the best. Honestly, I love going back and getting a conversation like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that in a small dose, right? Sure. But it's when it that's what consumes you. Yeah, and it yeah. changes the choices that it makes makes you make certain choices. Yeah. So with this podcast, we were thinking to try and get people of different generations in the same room <laughs> and talk about the same things. Oh um, God, can you imagine? Because it's it's interesting, right? Like even between myself and Ryan, we're slightly different ages. And slightly? He, slightly. Scott, more than slightly, isn't it like nearly 10 years? Yeah, nearly. Even our perspective on things are quite different. Yeah. Well, that's because you're you're at like one end of the millennia, millennials, right? And I'm at the other. How how long is there in a like a, a gen whatever or boom? Is it like 10, 15 years? I imagine it's like, well, I assume it's like a decade, right? I don't know for sure. But yeah, I'm like just a millennial being born in 1984, back when things were good. Back in the day. Do you, this is an interesting thing, right? So... Do you think everyone always everyone always harks back to like their childhood as like the best era to yeah totally up in? yeah like I called myself a nineties kid because the night because I was like I mean I was barely old enough to understand the nineties but they reckoned only the nineties was the last decade before it all just like started falling apart right which is the last decade before when which is when the internet was just being invented right or it was like the last decade of like normality wasn't it yeah but it was like really it was really good because. You had a Nokia 3310. Snake. You had Snake. You know, you could get a VHS video. Sure. Do you know what I mean? You I mean, VHS was a bit out by then, but come on. Right, I did. mean, everything weren't still in black and white, it's got. There you go. <laughs> TLC were number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they say, like, um, so I was born in sort of um, early 90s, and I was like, you know, it's like the analog digital generation. Yeah. Whereas, like, when I went to school, we had. You know, Were you like, born before the internet was invented or not? I was born in 93, I'm 30, so... So has it always been around? When was the? When did we get the internet? I think it was like early 90s. We should have then. done some research. We should have done some research, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember being like five, six years old and there was a computer room, uh-huh. but there was like two computers. Did you have like dial-up where it made that stupid noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. If your mum picked up the phone, yeah. it all <laughs> fucking kicked off, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, she used to go mad. My mother, <laughs> get off! I need to call Beryl. <laughs> I don't know when when you're. At school, I've met my mum about ninety years old, and she's not at all. So when I when I started secondary school, that's when Facebook started. It was like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, sorry about that, Ryan. Uh, it was like just starting. But right. It was MySpace was like live and kicking. MySpace. Had a had a. I had a slapping Bebo account. I'll bet. Yeah. We used to like race home from school to go on MSN. Oh God, yeah, 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 totally. To talk to people on MSN on my big fucking desktop dial-up thing. Yep, totally. Rather than just speak to the people that I'd seen all day. And wasn't that a precursor to what was about to happen when we all got iPhones and yeah. we just spent our time talking to the people on the screens rather than the ones in the same room? But it was so weird to think about it. Like, literally, that I think, for me, that was, like, the first time of just, like, virtually going... Just going virtual with conversations. Right. You know, also you could email and When stuff. you were surfing the web. Surfing the web. <laughs> I was going on AOL, getting me news. I remember the first time I got the internet. It sounds so stupid to say this. It came on a CD on the front of a magazine. And you put it in your CD-ROM. You remember that? Yeah. And then it, you had to, like, spin it up and press a button. And then it did that ding, 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 ding noise. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but it was just I, weird. I just think it... So, I'm having a little boy uh, this year, which I'm really excited about. And it just makes me think, like, what world is he going to grow up in? Because, like, you do know, like... To, do we really want to think about I don't know. It's just, like, internet thing. It's just, like, morphing so quickly. Sure. And, you know, myself and Ryan are probably part of the problem. I you're will, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, sports fans. Uh, but it's like we had, like, a... I almost feel like up until like 10, 12 years old, I had a bit of a buffer uh-huh. where I was aware of what some of it did, but it didn't really impact me because I was a kid. Sure. And then when I was a teenager, it was like, right, yeah. what can we do with this? Were you one of the people that put all the photos on Facebook? Like everything. You go out on a night out and the whole lot would go on and you tag everybody and remember that. Yeah, when I was at university, people would put up like a, a Facebook album for yeah, there you the go. night out. Totally. I used, I was I was a keen Facebook album person. In fact, they're probably still all there thinking about it. Yeah. So I, I get tagged in it today, and it's like eleven years ago you were tagged in. Oh my god! I can't remember the last time I was on Facebook. My uh, my gran and aunties and stuff yeah. are, like 
but they seem they almost think that no one else can see it yeah <laughs> like they're like oh Sharon this is lovely it's like but younger people think that too right so obviously Facebook have now brought or Meta or whatever they're called this week have now brought out threads right and you see a lot of people on which is like Twitter what's Twitter called now X, X. Right? god it's so hard to keep up see people on there going if my mum ever joins this and I'm like you do realise that this is like publicly available across the internet and your mum has probably already seen it right it's just so weird that people think that if they're on these social platforms that are inherently open to the world well it's like um, early adopters and was it late bloomers or something late you know like with the adoption curve you go with like like iPhones and stuff like that that you're always going to get younger people start on things earlier and whatever but like Facebook has like more users than ever because, yeah, like two because billion you, or something. Because you've got the older generation on there. Yeah. But it doesn't, in popular culture, it doesn't seem like it is. No. Because it's not cool. No, it's not cool. I mean, Instagram's barely cool these days. I don't know, it just seems so curated. It but is. It just seems, <laughs> no, but it just seems a bit sad now how curated thing. It, it was just a way to express yourself and whatever. It was but, a fun way to share photos. Yeah. And then it just became a way for people to be hopelessly narcissistic. Which, if anybody if anybody listening to this finds my Instagram profile, they will know I'm exactly one of those people. But the point is, <laughs> what's what's the point, Ryan? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the point is. This is, but we like we, you know, taking it full circle. This is what we do, right? We spend our time doing these things, and now that we, I run a four day week, we've got even more time to got do even it. More time. <laughs> well, you know, we we want to call the uh, podcast X essentially inclined because. You know, everyone's going, why do I do this? And why is this happening? And no one seems to be questioning it. Everyone sure. seems to be just going with it and going, uh-huh. well, that's just the way it is. We were just like, well, it wasn't two years ago. Right. In the last, like, 18 months and two years, it's probably since COVID, really, um, people were just scrolling videos now, like short-form videos. Right. That wasn't a thing, like, two years ago. No. And now people are just consumed by it. Totally. The TikTok revolution. Whether it's TikTok or any other platform, it's the same thing. Right, just, right, right, right. But it's 10 seconds. It's like 10 seconds. Yeah. It's the Chinese making it stupid. Did you not hear? I was stupid already. <laughs> I don't think I needed their help. Well, but this is apparently a thing, though, right? So TikTok in China. I don't know. I've, I've never been to China, so I don't know. And if there's anybody listening from China, let us know. But apparently TikTok in China is, like, full of really intellectual stuff about, like, how to yeah, become yeah, a I doctor or how to be a scientist or, you know, flying to the moon. And we've got, this is a guy dancing with his dog, right? <laughs> that's, that's our algorithm, the stupid West. My missus sent me a video of a panda on a bicycle earlier. Right, right, there you go. And in I case in point, it. don't get me wrong, I was, I was like, oh, that's sick. It's definitely I, not going to teach you the meaning of life, though, is it? <laughs> or maybe it is. That's okay. Maybe life is like a panda on a bicycle. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it should be. What's the thing about, you know, distract people, keep them stupid? Yeah. It's like, you're never going to get anything productive done if you're just scrolling all day. Says the two people scrolling all day. Talk about a product of your own self-belief. Yeah, well, this is where the... Uh, we, ha- we haven't put crisis on the end, but maybe the crisis is coming at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I probably need more cognitive behaviour therapy by the end of this, but there you go. Probably need a lot more therapy, to be honest. Yeah, it's just expensive, isn't it? You know, cheap watered-down booze and scrolling's probably cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> just dumb your brain down a bit. <laughs> Three months ago, I was working so much that I was having like memory blanks right. of like I couldn't remember a meeting, like a full hour of meeting someone. That's post-traumatic stress disorder. All oh, right, okay. well it must be right. Well, basically, what you know, if you never shut your laptop, uh-huh. you just leave all the tabs open, yes. and eventually it just freezes. For yeah, a bit. my brain was just freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't like shutting my brain down. Right, it just kept. You're going. not sleeping or something. No, I was still sleeping, but obviously you're not taking any time to process anything. And I think that's, you know, that's a a thing for a lot of people. They're not actually spending any time to process their own thoughts. Yeah. We should have called this podcast Control-Alt-Delete, shouldn't we? Yeah, people aren't taking... That's a big thing at the moment. People aren't actually taking stock of what they're doing, how they feel, any of that stuff. They're just going, whether it's work, personal, scrolling, whatever... Just moving to the next thing. I love you know, how you put scrolling in its own category. Though. It literally deserves its own category. <laughs> Go on your phone, look at your screen time. No, thank you. You don't want to do it, do you? No, thank you. 
Because you realise that Instagram had three hours a day. No, thank you. So you could have just had a morning off instead of being on Instagram. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, people... Um, I don't think people are taking any time to process. No, um, definitely not. I mean, where is the time to process, more to the point? I mean, where is that? Where, well, I guess like, you have to make it, don't you? Um, well, I know that's the answer, Scott, but it's easier said than done. But people don't even do it if they go on their holidays and all that sort of stuff. They're no. still stuck in the cycle. They're in a different place. Well, you remember the last time I was in Berlin and I said to you before I was going, like, I was there for two weeks and I was saying the first week is going to be me on holiday and the second week is going to be work and I'm with clients, right? We probably had more conversations in both of those weeks than we did normally. Yeah. So that's how well that holiday went. Yeah. I don't know how to set, like, an out-of-office. You don't know how to do it? What, like, physically don't know how to no, do I've it? No, I've never done it before. <laughs> because, And I'm not also, also probably not going to do it because it's not going to make any... People are just going to get an automated email and then they'll probably get a response in a few hours. Because my brain won't let me stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know um, what you mean, yeah. I am jealous of people that are able to like compartmentalize their work life or different areas of their life and just go, this is work, this is family, this is... Yeah, I find it. I find that really interesting. Especially a lot of my family are all in the medical profession. And I don't know whether it's about that profession or that they're just not me. But they seem to be able to say, okay, this is when I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to do this thing. And they have set times when they do things, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I have never, nor will I ever be that person. I think I'm fascinated by people that, like I said, people in the medical industry, people that have like, you know, physical jobs where yeah. they go and do their work and yeah. they come home uh-huh. or they finish and they're off. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, because we can't get away from our work. It just follows us on any device. Yeah, totally. Do you feel guilty when you're not actually working? Yeah. Well, pe- people think, yeah, oh, I'm so, I'm so motivated. It's like, no, you're not. You're just scared of not doing enough. Yeah. So, like, I remember the first year of business, I worked 30, 40% more hours than I do now. Uh-huh. So I was just so scared. Yeah, that, that the whole thing was going to fall all apart. Gonna, all going to go tits up. But, you know, it, it, it never ends. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, honestly. Like, can you remember the last time you actually took a holiday? Like, a, a bona fide, I am going to go. You know, like, what do they call annual leave, right? That's oh, what that's what real people call it, isn't it? Annual right. leave. I'm going to take annual leave, which means this, like, for what... When I used to work in a real job before I did this, work for a bank, and you 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 were mandated to take two weeks back-to-back out of every single oh, really? year. Yeah, mandated. That's it's cool. to do with the fact that, like, they wanted to check, basically, that you weren't money laundering. And a, a two-week period is long enough for whatever actions you were taking to stop so that they could notice a difference in the system. That's basically where it came a from. Joke. No, that's basically what it was. Wow. But you got mandated two weeks. So you had to literally, down tools, go put your Blackberry at the time in a drawer and off your pop, right? I can't remember the last time I did something like that. I can't remember the last time I didn't think about the job in the last, like, 20 minutes, never mind two weeks. Um, I've got a story about four or five years ago when I just started doing LinkedIn yeah. and like try and push that for work. I wrote a LinkedIn post and I'd forgotten that I'd like scheduled it right? and I'd like edited it and it went up at like nine o'clock in the morning in the UK and right. it was whatever time in Vegas uh-huh. and I was drunk and it went up and it went mad viral, <laughs> like two million views. I'm hungover in Vegas replying to LinkedIn comments. Oh, crikey. Like what is going on? But it just follows you, like <laughs> you're in like you're in like literally a casino for capitalism, yeah. and you're there on your whatever answering LinkedIn comments. <laughs> oh Christ! It's just a bit like it's a bit sad, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're getting from this podcast. Yeah. Ryan, you haven't had a two week holiday for I don't know. I t- I, I went away at least uh, ten years. At last, least ten years. Last summer I went away for a week and. Oh, no, I go away for periods of time. I just work while I'm there. Do you think that's just you not allowing, you know, the delegation to really happen? Because yeah. I'm, sure oh, if you, I'm sure if you did nothing, the team would be able to... Well, the world's it. not going to end, is it? Like, and you know, you know, you know, my biggest problem is that I'm really good at giving advice, but not good at taking it, right? So I'm really good at telling people that this is how they should live their lives. But I'm not very good at all at listening to people going, Ryan, you should, this is how you should live your life. <laughs> This is my biggest problem. Well, do you think that life's a bit more complex now in that work, life, business, whatever, career, family, friends, whatever, it all merges into one thing? Yeah. 
Do you think that's... Yeah, yeah. It's, a hu- it's a huge problem. Yeah. Because there's no good... I mean, I'm, I'm not... I've got ADHD, so I'm not very good at compartmentalising anyway because everything's happening all at once, which doesn't help. But I think even if I didn't have that, I'd still be in this position where I wouldn't, I wouldn't be very good at saying, OK, I've switched off now and I'm going to go and, I don't know, sit in a darkened room for an hour, like, or whatever. Like, do one of those hobby things that people have. Like, I find this so bizarre when people are like, oh, so, Scott, what, like, hobbies do you have? I'm like, I work. Right. And then they're like, well, shoot, well, I do this other thing with work outside, and this is around work, whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah but that's still work. Yeah. Oh, is it not a hobby then? I mean, I am trying. Like, so I, I, I got a keyboard for my birthday. It was my birthday recently. I'm trying to learn how to play Yeah, the but no, knowing you, you'll end up trying to make that into some kind of work oh yeah you'll get good at it and then you'll go actually if i plug this into a d i could be a d totally i'm already thinking about how could i how can i make my own music like i I could i could release a song at some point i could sell that like i'm already thinking that and i I can barely i can't even do a chord yet so (laughs) no but i think that's you know it's both a positive and a negative that people find a work thing and try and make it into a hobby and the fact that that actually is an available thing now yeah so i think that you know, um, before, you know, we got so consumed by all this stuff, it was, hobbies were compartmentalised. Right. It's like, oh, you play hockey on a Tuesday. Great. Yeah. Whereas now people are like, maybe if I just filmed myself playing hockey and talking about it, now I'm a hockey influencer. It's like, oh my God. You mean like two guys sat in a room recording a podcast about their work practices? Like that? Yeah. Very <laughs> <much> like <that. laughs> Should we... Should we call it existential hypocrisy? <laughs> I mean, it's, you're it's right. not far off, is it? I don't know about you, but I've um, I pretty much stopped drinking. Um, oh, congratulations. Thanks. I've never had like a, a big problem with it or anything like that. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting it's you right. did. No, but that's my point is, is that when you say that, people go, oh, did you have a problem? Right, okay. You know yeah, I mean? you, you must have been an addict. Yeah. yeah. No, I find myself so much more anxious when I'm drinking slash also after I'm drinking. Even if it's like... Oh, one, you get beer fear. One or two drinks. I'll, uh-huh. I'll feel fear almost. You know, not, yeah. not getting smashed out of your mind, but I feel like that same thing. And I'm like, I don't like that. And it's also... This is because you're a control freak and you don't like being out of control. Yeah, exactly that. You know, my, my most hated thing... You know, you know, you're younger, you get smashed. Yes. And you're just like, everything's having a wobble. And you go, will you just right. s- like walk in a straight line yeah, and yeah, yeah. not be hammered? Uh-huh. Because it's not... Your night is definitely worse. Yeah. It's nowhere near better. You see, I go the other way. Like, I don't think I've got a problem with alcohol, but I do like having a drink. And I think I've got the reverse situation where I'm like, because I am a control freak, I let my brain just say, okay, I'm out of control now for a second. Like, it's actually nice. It's actually therapeutic in yeah. some weird way. Well, I think people are trying to find different ways to get out of their own head, aren't they? Whether I think you're right, yeah. Whether it's... Crystal know, meth. Crystal <laughs> meth, yeah. Having a vape, cigar, having a run. Do you know what I mean? Literally, yeah, yeah. it's people are just trying to find a way to be less anxious and to be a little bit less present because if they're so present they'll just overthink things be depressed be anxious yeah have imposter syndrome whatever you fancy sure all of those fun things all of those fun things but one of the reasons I've started reducing drinking or not really drinking at all is I just feel a bit more in control and I enjoy and you you have to sort of learn to reinteract with people in, in a, a situation so, like in that. a social yeah. in a social setting I, I can imagine that if you're not drunk I don't know like I can imagine though that if you're in a bar or a nightclub and you're not drunk you'd like I get this feeling that you re- you suddenly realise that this is just a really dark room full of people talking absolute nonsense very very quickly when I, when I was younger and I was at university I used to work in nightclubs and you're like dead sober which you're working yeah and at like two o'clock in the morning yeah you see like the the dregs of humanity right yeah you just realise everyone is just an oversized toddler right I mean we are though aren't we that is what we are we just we just buy fancy equipment to make us self feel like we're not I don't know lions or penguins (laughs) somehow the iPhone makes us different to the the things that live in the sea yeah I don't think I'm that much more intelligent than my dog. I just have thumbs so I can type. Totally. I think you're absolutely right. I think there's probably something in that. He sat at home in bed. Yeah. Eating, I mean, eating, somebody's got the right life, right? Eating biscuits and totally. I'm here slaving away, paying for him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, there's something There's something wrong. I think people um, are trying to find ways to 
get out of their own head or like as we've always done right but people are much more aware of access to other vices yes or, uh, like people will go oh, i've stopped drinking uh-huh. but now they're addicted to something else now i'm a now i'm a coke fiend yeah or people go oh i uh you know i used to be really overweight uh-huh. now i'm into crossfit right and it's like you just swapped one addiction for another totally Absolutely. Nothing it's like, it's like the, and that one particularly, like it's the, it's the wellness vice, isn't it? Like everybody's into wellness now, whatever that means. It's like one of those, one of those topics that doesn't really mean anything anymore, but everybody's into wellness. I'm into wellness. Like, wait, it's just an addiction like anything else. Like you're just like overly obsessed by something. Yeah. But then I go and see my nan who loves GNCs. Yeah. And she just gets pissed all day. Good for her. And she's in her like late eighties and it's like. Why not just do that? Yeah. Like, I don't think she worried about wellness in her 20s. I don't think she did worry about wellness. She's probably just enjoying a drink. Definitely not. Yeah, it's pe- people are trying to find different ways that they can get out of their own heads for a little bit, but also show that they're not doing that. Or do it in equal balance. Like People are trying to show that they're on having a fun night out on Instagram, Yeah. whilst also showing that they're a really composed individual. Sure. And that they've got their life together, and they do ginger shots in the morning sure the, the, yeah this this is just not how humans work though is it well it's apparently how they work at the minute mm. we'll see <laughs> so we're in that weird half space at the minute where we're trying to work out whether we know what we're doing or whether <laughs> i think we know the answer to that we don't <laughs> just listen to the whole recording so far <laughs> but also whether people that are coming up behind us that are younger than us, uh-huh. whether they've got a better idea or whether, you know, there's something that we missed. I in the hope past. so. I, I really hope they've got something that we don't have. I hope they've got some special sauce or something. I mean, you hope, don't you, that you leave the world in a better place than you found it, right? That the people that are coming after you have got a better idea of how it all fits together. And I'm not really sure that that's true, to be honest. But I hope so. And maybe we'll find out over the course of this this podcast, right? There we go. We'll get to the end of it. and uh, We will have all the answers. We'll have completed life, mate. <laughs> you will have completed life. Anyway, to, uh, look, to close things up a bit, uh, we're going to try and do a couple of these a month. Uh, yep. Hopefully people enjoy our rambles. Mm. They're going to get a bit more coherent as we go. You uh, reckon? Uh, I wouldn't guarantee... Don't give any guarantees. You can't You can't keep promises, but... Yeah, I don't really... I'm not really sure. I don't know what I'll have for lunch yet, so... Uh, yeah, totally. We'll keep going with it. We'll talk through talk things out and see if we feel any better at the end of it yeah alright episode All right. one done that's a wrap